Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we are studying Duff Mem Dalet 44 of the fourth chapter of Tractate Erovin. An interesting case is described of whether people can form a wall, a mechitza, that would enable someone to move within it or move objects on Shabbat. Interestingly, the Gemara thinks that such a human mechitza is valid but asks whether it can be done bemezit or beshogek, meaning, are those forming the wall aware of what they are doing? Remember our discussion on Daf Membet about the concepts of shogek and mezit and its legal implications. Apparently, the rabbis believe that using people to form a mechitza is only permissible if they are not aware of it. How can someone be unaware of being part of a human wall? I first thought this was a strange assumption, but then I saw that the Gemara describes such a case. The Gemara brings the example of Rabbah, who once came home after a lecture in the Beit Midrash on Shabbat, accompanied by a throng of his students who formed, unknowingly and unwillingly, a mechitza between a few wineskins that were left outside Rabbah's house in the public domain. You can picture his students standing around Rabbah in a half-circle, peppering him with questions, trying to show off their own smartness and being reluctant to let him go inside to enjoy his well-deserved Shabbat meal and a nap. His servant peeked out the window and, clearly a knowledgeable guy who knew a thing or two about the laws of Shabbat, seized the moment to carry the wineskins inside. Rabbah did not object. But next Shabbat the same thing happened, but when the servant wanted again to use the opportunity to move some things inside that were left outside the home, Rabbah prohibited it. Why? What had changed? The assumption would be that his students had noticed what had happened last Shabbat and are now probably aware of the fact that they are indeed forming a mechitza, in which case it is no longer a bishogek, meaning the students are no longer forming a mechitza unintentionally and hence it would now be forbidden to move objects. The section ends with listing cases where straw, fodder or water was brought to three different rabbis using human walls. This of course throws a little bit of suspicion about the unintentional nature of these human mechitzot. Apparently several cases beyond that of rabbi immediately came to mind in which objects were moved from the public domain to the private domain. Now let's move on and let's look at the Mishnah on Amut 44 bet. Mi she yatsa bereshut ve amru lo kvana ase maase, yesh lo alpaim ama lechol ruach. Im haya betoch trom, ki ilo lo yatsa. Kol hayotse lehatsil, chosrin le mekomo. The Mishnah describes a case in which a person was permitted to leave the Shabbat limit in order to perform a permissible act. Now, once he had left, he was informed that the act had already been be- performed by someone else. 
he may now move 2,000 cubits in all directions. And the Mishnah continues, and all who go out, meaning on Shabbat, in order to save a life, may return to their original places. What would be an example for someone allowed to leave the Shabbat limit? There are a few. For example, someone going to testify that he saw the new moon. This was so important in Talmudic times that the Shabbat could be violated for it because the establishment of the yearly calendar, the cycle of festivals, depended on the viewing of the new moon. But once he is informed that the errand was already taken care of by someone else, he has 2,000 amot to move around from the spot where he received the message. If he is still within the Shabbat limits of his city, he may return. It is as if he has never left. The reason given for this is in order not to discourage him to go through the trouble of going out on Shabbat next time he sees the new moon, which, which might happen if he would be stuck with only four amot to move around. The Mishnah implies that it is more flexible for someone who went out to save a life and is then informed that the person is saved already, or maybe he died and nothing more can be done at the moment. Such a person is then allowed to return to wherever he came. Whether or not that is the case, we will see next time when we finish this section of the Gemara on Dav Mem He, 45. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.